Welcome back to the Turn 2 Podcast. My name's Tanner. We've got Justin here. We are down one again. Well, we got a little sickness running around the family. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be me and Justin rocking tonight. And we're not really sure how long this episode's going to go because it's kind of yeah. informal. It's going to be <laughs> the trade deadline episode. So we're just going to kind of talk about some of the deals that went through. You're telling me you had a couple of deals you want to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, pretty much what I did, it's mainly like the team's to right. me that's the most interesting kind of aspect of it some teams blowing up some teams building some teams that i think should have blown up is actually trying to build off of <laughs> stuff like that are you talking so, about the red Sox, dude <laughs> not in particular but like to me i think like the san diego padres should have blown oh, yeah. it up and it just seemed like they were just building on but um where do you want to start first i guess is the question do you want to go over the big trades or do you want to just um, dive into we can just dive into some of the smaller ones kind of the i guess some of the ones that made it over the finish line we're not going to go I, I will say we're not going to go over all the ones and no disrespect to people who got traded today but uh we're not going to go over you know spencer howard going to the yankees you know from texas mm-hmm. we're not going to go into those even though he was we're going to go in kind of a little bit of the bigger ones and have more conversation about those so i'll let you take the pick on them because there's a few decent ones here to talk about okay you know since i already mentioned the padres i'll start with them Okay. I think an interesting one was the Rich Hill, G-Man Troy yeah. trade <laughs> that they got from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got uh, left-hander Jackson Wolf, outfielder Estrells Serrero, and first baseman Alonzo, Alfonso Riveras. To me, it just seems like a confusing move for the Padres. Yeah, um, I mean, really, you're trading for a... 40-something-year-old He's 43. I looked it up. He's 43. <laughs> 43. I mean, he's not having the best season. G-Man Troy's been injured. Mm-hmm. It just seems like an odd two guys to go after. Yeah, very much so. To try to build off of. I, to me, it's just like I'm looking at the Padres and where they're at, who's in front of them. I'm not very confident that they're going to be able to catch, you know, the Dodgers, let alone. I don't even know if they're going to catch the Diamondbacks. Right, yeah. So I'm like, at this point, Blake Snow is having an incredible month. Probably the <laughs> highest sell value. And I mean, the market, we might talk about this a little bit, but like the market for pitchers was incredible. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like perfect opportunity to get Blake, Blake Snow out of there. He's a free agent anyway after this year. Trade him, get some value out of him. I mean, you can keep Ron Soto, that's fine. Keep some competitive guys, but... Yeah, it build for the future. Like, it, I mean, this move right here is very confusing to me. It doesn't seem like either one of those guys are going to be the difference maker. Right. He's not, I don't think he's going to chew a bunch of – I mean, maybe he's going to chew some innings, but he's not a put-you-over, put-you-over-the-top type of player to me. And G-Man is just maybe like a, a, a fill-in kind of a roster spot at times. And I feel like they have a few of those guys there that are that way already. Very – I agree with you. Very questionable. Very odd. Like, what? what does this yeah. mean? And I mean, they got rid of the big one was Jackson Wolf. He was the number sixteenth prospect in oh. their uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Other two guys, the uh, Alfonso Riveras, kind of a fringe player between major leagues and AAA. Okay. And then the Estrello Serrero, he's a complex league, so he's in the low low levels. Not going to see him up for a while, but. Yeah. Honestly, good for Pittsburgh for getting some value out of two guys, yeah. two vets that they picked up. It was going well earlier in the season, not so much now. And uh, they made a couple of trades that 
I mean, got some value out of some guys that you might not have uh, thought of. For sure. Um, so good for Pittsburgh for, for that, for for that sure. trade. For sure. Very confusing. Rich Hill, honestly, uh, still in the majors for sure, but could easily be retired and, you know, be in a commentator mm-hmm. position, you know, because he's just got that big spinner that he's got. And he's getting guys out for sure, but uh, it's very confusing, yep. very weird direction. One team that's not that kind of declared right after we we posted the last podcast of which direction they were going, that was the Angels. And they went the direction we kind of talked about with not getting rid of Shohei. And I, I honestly think that's the, like the best move. It's the lesser of all the evils because you still have the best player in baseball for a couple months at least. And if you try to bring in some guys to to bolster your lineup to give you a better chance, then yeah. And they started to look like they were doing that with Giolito with that trade. And I, I don't even have that trade up in front of me, but when I first saw it, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to go, you know, a certain direction and maybe try to turn this thing and, and move forward and maybe get another you know big piece. But then they moved into this trade that I want to talk about with the Colorado Rockies with Randall Grichuk and CJ Crone. Now, I don't think this is a necessarily a bad trade, but you're not, I guess you don't really need star power when you have Mike Trout and Shohei on your team. <laughs> but I just, if they would have made a splash for, for just another big name, you'd have known, okay, all the chips are in. And I, I think maybe that they just were like, okay, we're keeping Shohei. And that's the big news there. But then they went after Lucas or they went after Giolito. And then they just kind of hit you with a random, yeah, CJ Crone and Grichuk. And I know Grichuk's got a good batting average and, and CJ Crone has really been hitting for power in the last few years, but it just, I just don't know if those are, to me, they're kind of like, do they set you over the top? No, they don't. And the thing with the angels, they need pitching. They don't need (laughs) more hitting. And the only, anytime you're dealing with Colorado, which I'll go my, I'll finish this thought before I go into Colorado. Um, (laughs) Anytime you're dealing with their guys, you got to know that that stadium like it's a hitter's park. Yeah, inflated numbers so like, for sure. Crone has eleven home runs, thirty-two RBIs. Is he going to be able to do that? He's been a little unhealthy this year. Mm-hmm. But like, you go to LA, uh, where there's a bigger bar park ballpark. Yeah, it'd be harder to hit those home runs. Uh, Garrett Trunk has a three hundred eight average. Is that going to continue? Yeah, with the Angels, I don't. I mean, you tend to think it's going to drop a little bit. But, I mean, they gave up two pitching prospects, I believe, for them. Yeah. Here's my thing with Colorado. I feel like they they sold Cesar Cron. He should have been dealt last year. Yeah, for sure. Especially when he had the numbers he had last mm-hmm. year. And, like, I just feel like you could have had so much more value out yeah. of him. I mean, this it just seems like it was a package deal. I mean, he was probably the star, but then you had to package, you know, Randall Gerichunk, yeah, uh, with him. Yeah. I mean, really, you got one pitching prospect for each. Neither one of them seem to be overwhelmingly like positive mm-hmm. difference makers. I yeah, would say. definitely, I definitely agree. And it's 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 another one of those kind of head scratchers because even uh, the Angels, you know, dealt from Mike Mustakis and CJ Crone is very Mike Mustakis esque in the way that he is, just a big guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, what what role does this guy fill? Is it the same role? Is it you know what what direction are we going here? At least. What? At least Richard goes a different way, you know? Yeah. I mean, they already have Hunter Renfro. <laughs> right. It seems like exactly the same profile right. as CJ Crone. Yeah. And Mike Moustakis, except for they hit you know, on the other side of the, the plate. But 
I mean, I think CJ has, I think he started his career with the Angels. Right, if I right. Remember correctly. So, like, he at least has some familiarity with that stadium and the city and all that. Um, it just seems, I don't know. I feel like they could have done, like you said, so much more. Yeah. Especially on the pitching side was what I was really looking forward. Yeah, when they started with Giolito, it's like, here we go. They're going for it. And mm-hmm. then it's just, then, then then you end in that. And it's just like, great start, terrible finish. <laughs> I mean, they gave up some prospects, I think, for him. I think they gave up the catcher, uh, Edgar Carrero, and pitcher Kai Bush. Right now are number two and number six in the White Sox system. I don't know oh. what they were before uh, because when I checked it, they were already switched over. Yeah. I mean, there's top two, top 10 prospects from the White Sox yeah. right in that trade alone. But man, you just want to be like one more pitcher, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, it's, it's a very odd, very odd move. I mean, we'll kind of go to the next team too because it's a part of that deal from the Giolito deal. The White Sox, they, they kind of, um, they like halfway sold. And yeah. they, they had a good start with where they were going. I think they could have still unloaded a few guys, but even today they got rid of, uh, Jake Berger to the Marlins. Uh, they're getting back some prospects for it. You know, nothing star star power right now, but they got rid of um, Giolito, Berger. I was thinking rid of. I forgot. Um, so they got a Kendall Graveman, Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly, Luis Giolito, Renato Lopez, uh, Jake Berger, and then Kenyon uh, Middleton. Yeah. So so they they started to obviously unload and. I think I think they could have done the smart thing with Tim Anderson because there there was some swirling around him moving, but there's like mm-hmm. no, that's our star player. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, now he's the star player after you don't trade him. Right, right. My Definitely. thing with um the first couple moves, I was like, okay, I get it. Like Lance Lynn, I think is a free agent after this year, or he has like a team option or whatnot. That's like ridiculous money mm-hmm. uh, for what he's producing. Joe Kelly, I think, is a free agent. Uh, Giolito, I think, is a free agent after this year. So you think, okay, you know, one-year guys or guys who have one, two years left, he's going to be leaving in the future. Let's get rid of them. Let's get some value out of them. Got some decent value. Yeah. And then you get down to Jake Berger, and he's like, and that guy has like three, four years left on his deal. Yeah, very weird. Like, are you going to, at that point, just blow it up? Mm-hmm. You know, trade Dylan Cease. If you're, you can't just be one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Like, dude, just commit. If you're going to start trading your guys that you have team control over, yeah, let's get them out of there. Let's get some prospects as a retool. Let's get this thing started. You're just delaying the inevitable at this yeah. point. Fully commit to it. And, and they even traded uh, with Tampa for Luis Patino. And yeah. I don't, I don't know how great or you know bad he is or he's doing. But then you bring a guy oh, in. Man. It's like, uh, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Luis Patino, he's blocked by so many guys, and then the Rays making a move to get Aaron Savelle. Yeah, uh, from the Guardians, it he has no clear path to the majors. Yeah, he's been very wishy washy. Mm-hmm. From anytime he gets to the majors, he just bombs. <laughs> um, so it's a good opportunity for Luis Patino. But again, it's like, are you rebuilding or are you retooling? And even with and, the players they have, you know, those guys still have to play better. Uh, you know, I know there's yeah. a couple All Stars that came out of there with Robert and. But Eloy's got to play better. Cease's got to play better. Those guys, Tim Anderson's definitely got to play better. And if you're gonna if you're gonna commit one way, just go. Don't halfway do it. It's just weird. Just weird. Yeah, I I don't understand exactly what they're doing. They're off to a good start. I think both teams, when we talk about this trade, both teams are doing what they wanted. Like yeah, I, there was a clear path to, you know, one team's building, trying to. Uh, um, 
you know, get the pitching. The other one's just trying to get the prospects. They started off great, and then they both went off in, like, different directions. And it kind of, at the end of it, you're looking at it just like, did you got a, just a bunch of random guys? Yeah, like. definitely, definitely. How do you feel that the Cardinals did? Because I know they were trading away a bunch of guys. Jordan Montgomery, uh, Chris Stratton, Jordan Hicks. They even got rid of Paul DeYoung. I mean, they got mm-hmm. rid of a couple guys. How do you feel they did in the trades? I mean, I feel like they did one of the better fully committing. Yeah. I mean, besides Arenado and Goldsmith, which I don't know why. I think Arenado said that he wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Goldsmith, but I, I think there's reasons that they still believe they can compete. I don't <laughs> think so, but... They don't uh, believe in Marmol. Let's let's put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got a whole bunch of prospects for them. They kind of retooled their whole really the whole um, prospect pool. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking at it, I got the number four prospect that they got, uh, number six, number eight, number 23. They had a 16, 18 in there. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of guys in their top 30 prospects right now are guys that they just acquired. Not bad for – I mean, Jordan Montgomery is a free agent. Jordan Hicks is a free agent after this year. Flirty is a free agent this year. Yeah. I forgot. I even didn't say Flaherty going to the O's late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was at the last second. I was like, yeah. man, they're not going to trade Jack Flaherty. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> all of a sudden, I mean, good move for, I think, for Baltimore as well. I mean, they need starting pitching. Yep. As with like apparently the entire league. <laughs> um, right. They gave up. I mean, quite a few people, but I mean, at the end, I think they would rather go for it and then miss it yeah. versus. You know, what if we did trade for Jack Flaherty at the end? Yeah. I mean, you never know. What if Jack Flaherty comes out and he's just an absolute boss? <laughs> you know, because yeah, Flaherty, Sebastian. yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about him a little bit later on. But yeah. um, the Jack Flaherty could, exactly like you said, have that year where he just comes back and he's just doing what he was doing a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the Cardinals, I think they did a better job overall than Chicago. Yes. I think yep. both of them should have blown it up. Yeah, I think they could have gone a little bit further, but I'll, I'll give them benefit for the doubt. They did a good job of kind of getting some more prospects in their system, and at that point, that's all you need because the major league guys at this point aren't getting the job done. No, so, definitely not. Definitely not. I would say, I mean, their fans are probably going crazy because you're trading major league talent for future talent that may you may never see. Yeah, but that's true. I think if you take a step back, look at, you know, you guys ain't winning anyway. Let's yeah. take a step back. Let's look at the minor league system. We got a deeper minor league system. It's going to end up in the long run. Gonna yeah. be good for you. Yeah, hopefully so. I mean, it, you never know with that, like you said, but at least it's better than going the same direction that you're going. The definition mm-hmm. of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that team, to me, is insane. <laughs> you just bring yeah. the same players, doing the same thing every day, and nothing's changed. You bring in a new manager, he's psycho. It doesn't matter, you know. He's walking mm-hmm. guys that are, have two strikes on him. It doesn't work out. What are we doing here? You know, move on from that and see which direction we go. And a little bit, uh, kind of, I think they had on the bubble as well the north side of Chicago there with the Cubs. I I, I think mm-hmm. that they had different opportunities to be sellers and buyers. But they, they kind of went more towards the buying roles when I thought they were going to get rid of Bellinger because he's having a pretty good year, and there's a lot of rumors swirling. And then they came out and was like, no, we're not trading Bellinger. So, and then they mm-hmm. pick up Candelario. And I think he's a good pickup, 
But what does it mean for the team? I feel like there's so many teams, this trade deadline is like, what, what is this move? Tell me what this means for this team. You know, it's, do you think you can win? Do you think you can compete now? Are you trying to build for the future? What does this mean? And some of it are just, just confusing. It doesn't make sense where in years past, it's like sellers, buyers. This one, it's like, oh, this hand wants to buy, this one wants to sell. So it's just a combination of both. And it just doesn't, it's just weird to me. I, if I was Chicago, if I was both Chicago teams, sell. If you got yeah. Bellinger and he's going an all star year, you know, he's popping off and he's getting hurt a little bit here and there, but he's doing really well, get rid of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I think the cause of it is? I think it's the extra wild card. Yeah, I think that's teams true. see, oh, it's easier now to get in the postseason than ever before. Yeah. I could totally catch, you know, the last team in the standings. I'm off, you know, I'm out by five games. I could catch that up. Yeah. But then you, you know, you don't sell, you end up buying, and it ends up, you know, you just traded prospects for this one guy that you may only see for a couple months and then you end up not even making the playoffs. Right. It's a very tricky balance. And I think having that third wild card has opened it up. And I think that's what the league wanted was more competitive teams. Yeah. The downside of it is you got a lot of people thinking that they're buyers when they really shouldn't be buyers. For sure. But I think, I think for me that might be the problem in my mind is when you set yourself up for trying to be successful in the league is you try to put, all the pieces together at the right time. You don't be wishy-washy. If the goal is to get to the third wild card, I get it. But for me, like if if you know my team's just trying to squeak into the playoffs and play a couple games and then retool, mm-hmm. like that's just not good enough every single year. I, I want better. I want hey, bring the stars, bring the people, get us get the trophy. That's what we want. And if if you're gonna be somewhat wishy-washy, or my goal every year is just to make the playoffs. At what point do you achieve success? And what point do you sit there and you look at, look at your your team and you go, yeah, we haven't won it in 50 years. We haven't won it in seven. We've never won it. You know, there's a bunch of teams that haven't won it either. So it's just very confusing. And we can we can kind of shift over to a team who is very all in, and that is the Texas Rangers. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They they are completely opposite of that, and I think that they have done everything that they possibly can, and maybe more, to uh, try to win this thing this year. And I hope, I kind of hope, with all the moves they made, that they do. Do you want to go into some of those? Yeah, we can go over some. So, I mean, I think it started all off. I mean, even before the trade deadline, technically, in that Rose Chapman trade, yeah, kind of opened it up. Um, and I think it's very important for them to keep that effort up. I mean, they gave up overall not too many of their top prospects. Yeah. Which, forgetting like some of the names that they got, <laughs> yeah. not bad. He definitely. Um, they did give up some talent, but at the end, they've shown if any of the past two off seasons have shown is that they are willing to spend money. They don't necessarily need a deep farm system to yeah. be successful. So if that's the case, and we have an opportunity, we're first in the AL West. Houston's kind of starting to creep up, creep up on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. How do you get that? How do you get that separation again? You got to go out and you make some moves. They yeah. had a lot of injuries with their pitching staff. Um, their starting pitching has been phenomenal up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been a little bit less lately. But a lot of that has to do with injuries. But right. you get a retooling of Jordan Montgomery from the St. Louis Cardinals, and the big one, Max Scherzer from the Mets. Yeah, super surprising because. Even the day before the trade went down, uh, they the Mets had traded David Robertson to the Marlins, mm-hmm. and 
<laughs> there was a news story that I read that said that Scherzer was going to go meet with ownership to see the direction. Yeah, and the next that. day, the ownership's just like, see you later, buddy. Now, yeah. full disclosure, Scherzer did have a full no trade clause because he's been in the league since, you know, 1908, it seems like. But yeah. um, he, he just like, yeah, the conversation didn't go well. I'm heading to Texas. <laughs> I mean, you really see what they like. Honestly, Texas, it was one prospect yeah. for them, which funny is Acuna Jr.'s like, yeah. brother or something. That's kind of yeah. He seems like a same division. I he seems like funny. an absolute stud. But you see the names that they've talked about, Jack Leiter and all these other prospects that they have. They're still there and they're fine. So this kid yeah. is probably going to be the MVP in like three years for the Mets. But still, if you win the championship now, I think it's worth it. Oh yeah, if they if Texas ends up winning. I mean, because Ethan Scherzer has an option for next year. Yeah. I've heard some people say he's going to be picking it up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're getting DeGrom, Scherzer, Evoldi. Martin Perez. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Martin, yeah. Top, you know, you got a very good starting rotation if they can stay healthy, which is the big thing. But, if yeah, if you end up winning it, I think I would rather give up some prospects absolutely some un, unknown prospects Yeah, because you never know he i mean he probably will be very good because it seems like it runs in the family but you still don't know what how good of that player is going to be and fit in that team you can put a whole team together and it just really not do you know too much for your organization and we see that you know obviously with the mets but with what texas is doing they even added a backup catcher just in case yeah. heim gets hurt with austin hedges and some of the moves are just like, you know, I don't know if that was necessary, but hey, you're going for it. Every position is getting an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after the after this point, it's all your depth. Yeah. Uh if you get an injury, you gotta cover it. You can't be trading. Yeah. Um, unless waivers and stuff like that. So like after this after the, today, really, starting from right now, it's all all your team. Yeah. So if you get an injury, especially in the postseason, the most important thing is you can never have enough depth. Absolutely. And so they went out, they got you know, good some more pitchers. Um, and it seemed like right now that's their offense has been incredible. I mean, really the whole team has been incredible, yeah. but their offense has been something else. Their pitching has been consistent. It started getting a little injured. What they do, they go get, you know, some of the best names yeah. uh, to retool with. That, I, their trade deadline is how I want my team trade line every year. Just get the oh, guys. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It would never make sense for the Red Sox to do that now. But if they had a team that was close, go get the guy. Do it. Yeah. I mean, it, this has and, been a dream two years for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Mets are playing like yeah. at least half of Serger's salary. Absolutely. They're going to pay no, half of it for it. Like, whew. Okay, you're paying me to have one of the better pitchers in baseball. Even if he pitches into the three in an ERA of three, you're still getting a guy that's going to chew innings, and you're still going to get a guy that has a veteran presence. And think of Jagram when he comes back. Just next year, if if they could have a repeat, you know, if they make it through this year, they they have a pretty good setup to where it's like, hey, Texas is the place to go. And yeah. We have not said that for many, many years <laughs> since the curse of Cruz. <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Yeah, <laughs> the curse of Nelson Cruz. Uh, yeah, we can't uh, can't forget about that. So maybe they get over that and uh, they get they get towards the hump. But even where he came from, Scherzer, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets were in a lot of they're in a lot of heat. I think just because of their payroll and the direction they were going was not the direction of the highest paid team in baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think that they did an okay job of getting rid of guys. Uh, you have some you know, Tommy Pham going to Arizona. You have Mark Canna going to Milwaukee. You have David Robertson going to Miami. 
you get Scherzer going to Texas, and then right there at the horn, too, you've got Verlander going back to Houston. And we'll get to Houston in a minute, but how did... I think that the Mets did a decent job of trying to retool and trying to do the things they they were trying to get away from. But it's just hard when you have that much money tied into guys. And I think that they had to eat some of the contracts that they were giving away because they paid these guys an astronomical amount. So they're like, here, take the money. We'll rebuild in two years and we'll be good. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize how much money they were giving out until I locked. Uh, I looked at like Mark Canna's uh, salary. It's like eleven million. Oh I'm like, why does he have a? Why is like no disrespect, but like why are you making eleven million? Right, man? right. Uh, oh. I mean, at the way that it's going, you almost had to just do what they did. I'm a, I'm really interested to see how they handled this off season. Do they do the same thing? Yeah, what if they go or after do, Shohei? <laughs> yeah, or or are they you know? Because it, it reminds me a lot of the uh, Angels back in like 2010 when they got Josh Hamilton. Yeah, and, uh, our pools. Yep. Uh, they spend all this money and it just didn't work. And I'm kind of surprised it didn't. I mean, Scherzer, Verlander, Kodai Senga being there too, and he's been, he's been yeah. very very good. Uh, a lot of these guys just it's just weird that it didn't pan out. Yeah, and I mean, for whatever reason, it didn't. So, I mean, their only options is you can just keep on doing what you're doing and find yourself out of the race. And, I mean, definitely now they're out of the race after trading, <laughs> yeah. you know, half of their you know starting rotation. Uh, they got a lot of prospects, but no one really that close mm-hmm. to the majors. So it seems like probably the next couple years we might just see uh, New York Mets kind of where they're at. Yeah. At the bottom of the, the league. Yeah, but um, I mean, with the lower payroll, you kind of expect it. You know, it doesn't mean that you're, I don't think it means you're happy as a Mets fan, but you're just going, hey, how come this isn't working? Now you know, like, hey, we're, we're, we're retooling for the future. You have a direction you're going. Even, yeah. if it, even if you're in the storm right now, you see the sunlight. You can say, okay, we're sailing that way and it gets better, but we've got to go this way for a little bit until we get there. And that's better for me than. Sink the, the the ship just going in a circle, and you're not knowing what's happening. Everything's going bad. It just doesn't make sense why it didn't work, but it wasn't working. It could have been Buck Showalter. I, I don't I don't know what it was. It could have just been how the chemistry of the team. It just didn't work for some reason. Um, but them getting rid of them, I think that they did is probably the be- one of the better jobs they could have done with the payroll that they had. <clears throat> I don't know if I um, would have gotten rid of anybody else at that point. Maybe Jeff McNeil, but you know he's a little bit older. You know where does he go play? You don't want to get rid of Francisco Lindor, so it's it's a little bit. You know, let's just get rid of some of these guys that are okay. Uh, but I didn't know Cannon made eleven million. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay. Yeah, I looked it up. I don't know if I it was a hundred percent, but I thought I saw it oh, okay. coming up the top of my head. So if it is wrong, my bad. But, but I'm pretty sure it's like eleven million or something. Yeah, but it was still, something crazy. But still, but uh, but them retooling was nice though. Yeah, I mean, the only other guy I could think possibly get rid of, Starling Marte, but I think he's injured right now. Yeah, he's Value is at an all-time low. He's been awful this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, I don't know. To me, it's just a f- funny team yeah. when you look at it this year. And I also, I was thinking about this earlier. So, like, Jerson Verlander, when he gets in the Hall of Fame, his plaque it's gonna have the 2023 Mets, and I'm gonna be, it's gonna be kind of funny when every yeah. Mets fans walk by, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, remember that one time we had yeah. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, yeah, and we couldn't even 
you know, beat the Phillies. Yeah, yeah. Because the Marlins were beating us. Yeah, and what's funny about that is in the beginning of the first couple episodes of the podcast, even before you were part of our podcast, we we would talked about Correa going to the Mets. Treasure and I did. And part of that was, I, I think I vividly remember saying, if you get Correa, you go from a team that is is a bust if they don't make the World Series to a bust if they don't win the World Series. And now we're halfway through the season, and they're not even making the playoffs. The, like the last yeah. thing I thought in my mind, I would see that. You know, I, the other thing I never thought of, I'd see the Pittsburgh in first place at any point in my time, you know, <laughs> being here. But um, they were there. Now they're at the bottom, and they're back where they belong. But anyway, that's kind of beside the point. But just seeing the team and, and the money that they put in there and it just not to work is just – it's very eye-opening of what's happening there. But they're getting rid of those guys. Uh, we, we also mentioned uh, Verlander going back to Houston. I want your fresh take on this. How do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. So I see that, and I'm like, I, you know, I just wonder, kind of carry on with the Mets thing as well. But, like, when he decides to hang it up and he talks openly about his career, does he re- is he going to regret leaving Houston? Yeah. Because I saw somewhere that like he sent a text message to uh, Malinado, um, the catcher yeah. from Houston, saying like "I'm back" or something like that. Did he? <laughs> he seems, yeah. So I mean, I know he likes it there for sure. He he's had great success there. It's you almost wonder if he picked the location a little bit. Well, I mean, he kind of has a say with his trade clause, but yeah, I, maybe maybe when they traded Scherzer, they're just like, hey. We're gonna get rid of you. Just tell us where you want to go. Yeah, here's your <laughs> options. Here, are the teams are interested in you. Which here's your list. Yeah, um, I'm sure he did. They got, I mean, two decent prospects for him, which is what you expect mm-hmm. from a guy that's coming off as Cy Young. Yeah, uh, and I think it's good for Houston. I mean, they've. I just feel like they're lacking that ace, and I think this gives them their ace back. And I mean, especially this is coming after the Rangers moves. You have to respond. Yeah, and what know? what better way than exactly. Scherzer to Texas and Verlander to Houston? That is that is poetry. And you even think if if you're a longtime baseball fan, you remember these guys when they played in Detroit together mm-hmm. with Rick Porcello, and yeah. I think it was Anibal Sanchez as well. Like that rotation was nasty, and they went into the World or they went into the playoffs and they lost, and they, they just weren't there. I think that was 2013 or 12 or something like that, yeah. and it just. It's very, it's like poetic. I love it. I, I hope these guys, I hope they face each other for, you know, a couple, uh, couple games. That'd be really cool to see. Be really cool to see. Yeah. I mean, that'll be sweet. You know, yeah. you go into one of the playoff games, <laughs> you got Houston, Texas, Scherzer versus Verlander. Oh, man. Just the blood, the bad blood between that would just be so amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's the best counter punch you could have offered um, for it. Really, all things considered, you gave up two of your top five prospects, but you're getting your guy back. So yeah, I, I feel like it's worth it. It's a good move. Um, I mean, really, outside of that, Houston got Kendall Graveman from the White Sox, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, you get two pitchers. I think they're just trying to get healthy. Um, that's been the big thing. Yeah. that I've seen from Houston is just constant injury mm-hmm. after constant injury. Um, so you get your ace back, you get, you know, your guy that's going to lead, lead the pitching staff. You got to, you know, you actually both of these guys are former Houston Astros. Now I think about it. <laughs> uh, Cause Graveman played for Houston. Yeah. 
Fucking 21, I yeah, think. Yeah, think, think of the fans that have Graveman and, and Verlander jerseys. They're like, oh, like, we're, they're it. still good. I, I, I don't need it. to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you get starter, you get your, you know, another bullpen piece. You can't you can't complain. Uh, yeah. I think if you're Houston, yeah, i i will I will say that one team that was a little bit disappointing, and I'd be disappointed. I, it's kind of unfair to say this because every year they have seemed to make a giant splash with some kind of signing. And I'm not saying that they don't have star power already, but the Dodgers really not doing too much. They 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 were in the rumors for Verlander. They they got Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, so they did get a little bit, but there's not. I don't know. I, I guess I'm thinking of like Manny Machado a couple of years ago. I'm thinking of Trey Turner and Scherzer a couple of years ago. They did they did get a few pieces here and there to you know try to help them win that division, but it's not the the giant names going over to L.A. at the trade deadline. If Scherzer would have went, or, or excuse me, if Verlander would have went like he was you know supposed to or they talked about, it would have made sense. But one one thing that I thought was hilarious was coming in at the deadline there wasn't really that many pitchers left and eduardo rodriguez uh, has had a decent year and they they said that he was plan b after verlander goes to houston and he has a 10 team no trade clause and the dodgers on that 10 team no trade clause so eduardo rodriguez was traded to the Dodgers, they told him, and he said, "Actually, I'm not because that's my one of my ten teams that I will not go to." And he said, "No." So he'd rather sit on Detroit than go play for LA. That is so funny to me. It's got to be personal, a hundred percent. Well, I think I think back to 2018 yep. when the World Series and they're playing, or maybe maybe it was like 17 or 16. There was a game. No, I think it was the World Series where Puig hit an absolute bomb off of him. And he threw his glove down, and he like pouted like a little baby. <laughs> it's just like I was embarrassed being a Red Sox fan. Go, come on, you know what are you doing? So maybe there's some still ill will there from that, but still, you're going from a team that is not so great in the, in the Detroit Tigers to LA, who is leading their division and has won, has had a lot of success recently. Why wouldn't you go try to get you know another? Maybe it's maybe he just hates him that much. I don't know, but it was hilarious to read that. Yeah. I mean, he was part of the the Red Sox World Series, right? Right. Yeah. He already has a ring. Uh, maybe he's just like <laughs> he just he has to hate them. He has to. It's there's no other reason why you wouldn't you would you wouldn't leave Detroit. Like, you know, there's no way. If I'm on Detroit and they're like, "Yeah, you're going to the Dodgers," I'm like, "Oh, cool. See you guys." There's a, there's a few. Yeah. If you want to open that with say, "Oh, please take me. Please take About me." Time. Yeah. Me months ago. A hundred percent. But for for me, I feel like a team I probably wouldn't go to is someone like the Royals. Maybe the Pirates, you know, even the Pirates yeah. have been somewhat exciting this year. I won't hate on them too much, but there's certain teams I wouldn't go to the White Sox. I'd be like, okay, this is a not 10 team I'm not going to. But you go to the AL or the NL West leading Dodgers, and you're just like, you know what? I'll pass. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It, I mean, I, I guess I get it because honestly, if I was in a situation, they told me, like, hey, man, you're going to the New York Yankees. I'd be like, no, I ain't. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. I would retire. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, so I can't blame the guy. I think it's a little bit different. He's never won the World Series. Yeah. That's true. Because, I mean, at least he has that. He'd be like, whatever. I won one. I don't, I'm yeah. just doing this for the money, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but just think if he goes there and he plays well, they give him a fat contract that's way too much money. He's just like, all right, cool. I'll just I'll I'll be the Noah Syndergaard of your team, you know, <laughs> where he's just bad. Yeah. But uh, I don't know because I mean, right now he's like the ace. Yeah, maybe he likes being the undoubted number one. 
That's true. If you go to, if you go to Dodgers, he ain't number one. Dude, he, when, those, when that team gets healthy, he might not even be number six. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Maybe he's back. He's like, dude, I know this is going to play out. Everybody's going to get healthy. I'm going to end up with a bullpen. I ain't a bullpen guy. Yeah, he's like, I'm look at David Price out there, man. <laughs> I don't even know if David Price is still Price. playing, but that's what happened to David Price, poor guy. <laughs> I think they forced him in retirement. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, uh, David, it's not really working. So you David, can either. Let me tell you something. You're, you're like, Three, four years past your prime, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> your arm's falling off. We need you in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, just some overall great deals, some kind of shaky deals, I would say. Uh, kind of some weird directions, and you don't really know which way the teams are going. I, I, I'm going to ask you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell mine after, but I'm going to ask you, if you could sum up this trade deadline, what, what, how would you describe this trade deadline? I mean, honestly, I would be minor pitching deals. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of, I mean, you had Scherzer Verlander. I mean, really outside of that. Yeah. Was there any like big splashes? I, and again, I think I kind of expect a little bit too much from the trade deadline. I, so I would agree really with that. Think about it. Like teams are playing, like are tr- the teams that are selling are trying to get these guys at a high price. The teams that are buying, they're like, dude, I'm not paying you any of my top 10 prospects for three months. A rental. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of like both teams are at the complete opposite ends. Yeah. One's trying to buy low. One's trying to buy high. No one's really willing to budge because you only got a couple months left of guarantee with these guys. So, I mean, it's rare. So that's why, you know, when the Rangers do what they do, you're like, oh, man, that's impressive. It's because they're willing to sacrifice some of their you know prospects for hopefully a world series yeah and a lot of times that's you know you look at the end of the year when the world series rolls around the winner you'd be like hey man remember that one move that they made that we didn't really think was that big at a time but ends up being a big deal yeah uh, so i, I mean pitching is always going to be dominant in the trade deadline you can never use more pitching yeah but, yeah I mean, maybe Miners, not the best word for it, but like second tier pitching deals. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just, for me, when I think of this one, and I think you you kind of nailed it, and kind of, I'm glad that you said what you said. Of, you know, we're kind of spoiled with the last few that we've had, where it's been these big splashes, big deals: Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, all these guys, big moves. Uh, I would just say it's lack a little bit lackluster, but now like going through the process of having the two, you know, the extra wild card, maybe these teams that are kind of just like kind of there just hope that they t- their team gets hot in the playoffs. And it's like, hey, we, you know, we're good enough to either win the division. We don't need to sweat because we're not going to, you know, be out of the race is if we, you know, we're still going to have a playoff spot. Even if we drop down a couple, it won't be exactly where we want to be. We're still in the playoffs. We can revisit this maybe in the winter time hopefully get some some bigger prospects i just think that the whole buzz was for weeks and weeks and weeks about shohei and mm-hmm. i i think that the angels did the right thing by keeping him but it just kind of when it didn't happen and i even talked about arenado and when arenado doesn't go anywhere and you just kind of just like ah okay it is exciting for Verlander and Scherzer. That's cool. I think that story is amazing, and I really hope that they get into some games that are very meaningful, and I hope they play each other yeah. in the playoffs, and I hope they square off, and I hope they both throw no-hitters into the ninth. That would just be amazing. But 
past that, if you just have a bunch of deals of that are just kind of like, yeah, okay, okay, I can see where you're going this way. You're going this way, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're retooling. It's not really super duper exciting. There are some moves that can pan out and be very, very good, but just a little bit lackluster compared to previous years. And maybe that's maybe that's the the shaping of the playoffs. And maybe that's just us getting a little bit spoiled from years past as well. So I, I agree with you on the the kind of a eh, you know kind of minor pitching stuff, nothing crazy, but still exciting. Yeah. Um, I still I mean, enjoy it every year though. Yeah, I mean, there easily could have been teams that probably should have been more involved. Yeah, I mean, the Cincinnati Reds, Minnesota Twins, New York Yankees are the top three. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of disappointed that you guys. You know, your Reds having a good opportunity to. You need starting pitching. They don't do it. Yeah. Maybe the price was too high. They're not really ready to part with their youth yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you know we'll see if that's the right call. But you know, you have your division rivals making moves, and you're just staying pat. Yeah. It kind of looks a little. Doesn't look the best for fans, I think. But yeah, we'll see. I, I think. You know, the funny thing about most of these deals is prospects are involved and you don't really know if you overpaid or underpaid until years later. That's true. Yeah, you don't know if a trade or a you know a guy picked so like, up is good or not. Very easily, like in the next five years, can be like, dude, I can't believe they traded that guy and part of that deal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this trade deadline becomes a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, because some of the prospects that we may have swept under the rug ends up being the next, you know, Cy Young MVP <laughs> yeah. candidate. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I actually have I, I want to touch a little bit into this because we've been talking for a little bit, but mm-hmm. um I have this story that it says the five biggest trade deadline blockbusters. Okay. Um there's been a few. I'm just gonna name a couple. Um, we, we talked about CC, uh, CC in 2008, he went from the Cleveland Indians to the Brewers and it kind of worked out a little bit for both teams, CC to the Brewers. Uh, he pitched a ridiculous amount. He pitched 130 and two third innings in 83 days. And he threw seven complete games, including three shutouts and allowed just 24 runs in all. So great pickup for them. But what's funny about it on the other side of the trade, and you mentioned this, is like you don't know who's going to develop into who. Mm-hmm. They traded Matt Laporta, Zach Johnson, Rob Bryson, and a player to be named later. I don't know those three names. They probably had decent careers here or there, maybe a little bit. You know, I just yeah. just not big names. The player to be named later was Michael Brantley. <laughs> and the only reason that they got him is because the Brewers went to the, there was a clause that said if the Brewers make it to the playoffs because of this trade, mm-hmm. you're going to give us another guy. And they're like, ah, oh, we'll throw Michael Brantley. <laughs> and then uh, Michael Brantley was solid for years too. So <laughs> there's a few that are like that. There's another deal in 2008 when Manny Ramirez goes to the Dodgers, Adam LaRoche and Brian Morris or Andy LaRoche, excuse me, not Adam, Andy LaRoche and Brian Morris, uh, and Craig Hansen and Brandon Moss go to the Pirates, which is kind of a combination of the Dodgers and Red Sox prospects. And Jason Bay goes to the Red Sox. So it's just kind of a three-team deal. A little bit weird. Um, they, that's when they were coined Manny Wood, and there was some funny stuff there. But he didn't really do uh, super-duper hot there. But uh, we got Juan Soto last year and Josh Bell going to the Padres for that ridiculous haul of C.J. Abrams. Mackenzie Gore, Luke Voigt, Robert Hansel III, James Wood, and Jarlin Susana. Um, they haven't really panned out, but one that I thought was very interesting, and it's actually the top one, and this is from uh, MLB.com. 
and this actually came out today. So this is 2008 as well, and the details behind this trade or on the deadline is Mark Teixeira goes to the Angels. Casey Kochman and minor leaguer Stephen Merrick to the Braves. Okay, N- nothing too crazy. Um, just kind of a whatever. But Teixeira was amazing for the Angels. Uh, in 54 games, he had a 358 batting average. He had 13 home runs. They advanced to the American League Division Series against the Red Sox. Um, they can, and he he was seven for 15 with four walks and four runs scored. He was he was great. They ended up losing that series against the Red Sox in that offseason. They lost to Shara to the Yankees, that signed him to an eight-year, 180 million dollar contract. This is where it gets a little bit unique. So this is back in the day when you could acquire a player mid-season and still get a draft pick compensation if he departs in free agency the next offseason. Teixeira was a type A free agent, so when the Yankees signed him, they forfeited the 25th overall pick in the 2009 draft to the Angels. And that pick ended up being Mike Trout. <laughs> so, and, and all in all, it says in the bottom of the story, and that's how the Angels basically turned Casey Kochman into Mike Trout because they traded Casey Kochman for Teixeira. Teixeira went to the Yankees as a free agent. They got another pick, and now Mike Trout is there. That is their number one, and I think that is fantastic. That's just one of those weird rules of baseball, why that, yeah. that coined out. But <laughs> I, just, I read that story. I was like, what? Casey Kochman for Mike Trout? <laughs> I was like, when do they play together? Right. Uh, yeah. It's like one of those things, like we are just talking about, like initially you're like, okay. Like, yeah, what does this decent mean? Decent names, you yeah. know? But like nothing I'm going crazy over. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Now here we are in 2023, and it's like, oh yeah, they got Mike Trout out of that. Yeah, it puts a little bit, a little bit more into it. Yeah, so you never know kind of what's uh, going to be around the corner for your teams. Uh, I, I wish that the Red Sox would have been sellers. How do you feel about the? We'll just throw this little blurb in at the end. How do you feel about the Rays? How they did? Um, I'm not terribly upset. No. Uh, Aaron Savall, I think, good addition. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they need some pitching help, uh, especially all the injuries. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have gotten a bat, but. I, I'm okay with the the move, really the couple moves that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't complain too much. Um, you know, he didn't trade away the significant portion of the the miners. Yeah, which for the Rays is a big. It may not impact like the Rangers. For the Rays, if they traded like the Rangers did, they may <laughs> <laughs> they may be gone in like three years. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think they were smart with it. Yeah. They didn't give up too much. I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll, overall, pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I feel as the same thing I said about the White Sox. Uh, a little bit confusing on the direction. I feel about the Red Sox. Get rid of Kike and you, you bring in Luis Arias and not, or not, not Arias, Urias, not Arias, <laughs> not from the Marlins. He's still over there, but uh, Urias from the Brewers. He's batting like 150. Like what? What, what are we doing here? Could have got yeah. rid of James Paxton. Just very frustrating. Which direction you know the team's going? They they in two <laughs> in two games they blow saves. They lose games. It's kind of clear direction what the team's doing. I think what's tough is because that whole division is basically over 500. Um, so it's like, yeah. oh, we, we're okay. So just very confusing for the teams, but hopefully, uh, anyone listening out there, your teams got the player you wanted and your team is making a run. But if I had to put my money on anybody, I'd go for the Rangers. <laughs> That's just me though. Yeah. 
Hey, Ranger Braves coming to you in October 20. Yeah, and as long as the Rangers go play through Houston, that's really all that I kind of care about. So, yeah. But uh, that's going to do it for us, our episode today. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Check us out on our socials. We'll try to post more on there. So we will see you guys next time. See ya. We'll be right back.